episode 472 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are sitting at home jamming some arena, getting ready for Neon Dynasty, or you're heading out to play with your local commander group, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we are welcoming Judge Rob to the show to explain all of the Kamigawa tricky new rules and mechanics and cards for us. That's right. You've got questions and Judge Rob has got the answers. You know, even if it's not about magic, Judge Rob knows the answer. That's yeah. the thing about Judge Rob. He just knows. He just knows. That should be his, you know, we should trademark <laughs> that for him. Judge yeah. Rob. He, he just knows. knows. He just knows. <laughs> but before we get to all of that, we have a couple of exciting things. Yes. First up is thanking everyone who is a patron. Yay. Thank you so much, uh, especially to Ryan and to Zachy Zach Zachary. Yay. <laughs> for becoming new patrons in the past week. We're so excited to welcome you to our patron family. You can become a patron too if you head on mm -hmm. over to patreon.com slash GLHFMAP. Magic. We would love to have you as part of our family. For any dollar amount you want to give, uh, you become a patron. And coming up on February 15th, we have our next Good Luck High Five patron movie night. I'm so excited for this. At 8 p.m. Central Time, we will be watching Set It Up, which is a delightful Netflix rom-com. Yeah. Um, together over on our Discord. So if you are not yet a patron, hop on over there. You can become one and still get in on that sweet movie night. If you're already a patron, we will hopefully see you there. Yeah, it's going to be such a fun time. Um, the other time we watched a movie, some people talked, some people didn't. Megan and I will be chatting along with the yeah, movie. Yeah, we will. So we'll provide you with hopefully a laugh track <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to this rom-com. It'll be a great time. So become a patron. We've got awesome benefits, and that's just one of them. Thank you also to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, the place to go for all of your Kamigawa Neon Dynasty needs. Yeah, Neon Dynasty's releasing on the 18th officially. Draft boosters, set boosters, what do you commander need? decks, anything you need. They will send it to you as fast as is humanly possible. All of your Neon Dynasty needs delivered from Card Kingdom, the greatest place to buy magic stuff. You can check them out on the internet, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Maria. Yes. Before we get Judge Robin here. Yeah. We have, what is this? <laughs> we got shipped two large mystery packages from yeah. Wizards of the Coast, and they look like beautiful buildings in yes. Kamigawa. I'm so excited. So we're going to open them for you now. Ah. Oh, oh, look at that. <laughs> Light it up. Wow, this is cool. <laughs> what is this even? Oh, wow. Look at I don't even know how to describe what this is. I, I can't it's fathom like a, what's happening a here. A plexiglass yeah. piece. Insert. Oh, that's beautiful, oh. actually. That's going to be on our set, everybody. Yeah. Um, if you're watching the video, you can see this cool stuff. If you're not, check it out. YouTube.com slash good luck high five. <laughs> Ooh, and a sweatshirt. Ooh, oh, this is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Wow. Megan's taking out the sweatshirt. Oh, my goodness. And so size appropriate. <laughs> Good. Cause I mean, it's really something, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't always happen. Check this out. <laughs> this cool pendant here that we got, too. Yeah. Wow. wow. Thank you. Thank you, Wizards. Wizards of the Coast for sending us these six swag boxes. Get ready to light it up. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um. So it's going to release everybody. Kamigawa releases on Arena on the 10th, which is this Thursday already. Oh my goodness. Which is just almost unbelievable to think about. Yeah. Because it's just right around the corner. And um, 
Very excited to draft this new set. The set was fully previewed last week, so you can go online and check out all of the cards over on our friend site, Scryfall. Yeah. Um, and see all the new cards before you play any games. Just checking out my hoodie here. Yeah. Glorious. All right. Should we get Judge Robin here to talk to us about Kamigawa? Yeah, we want you to be ready for your pre-release at your LGS this weekend or playing on Arena. Or if you go and buy a box from Card Kingdom playing with your friends, Judge Rob is here to help us out. All right, everybody. We've got Judge Robin here to walk us through all of the tricky new cards, mechanics, and just stuff going on here with Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a pretty good week. I'm really excited to go to the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty pre-release events at the SCG Con this upcoming weekend. Yeah, what are you going to be doing there? Uh, I am the the. They call me the head judge of it, but realistically, there's going to be head judges of each individual pre-release. That's um, answered just yeah. like a judge, Rob. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I'm managing the judge team for the okay. for the pre-release okay. events. That's at that, fair. There's going to be some regular pre-releases, some super pre-releases that are six rounds. Ooh. And uh, I'm also running the mystery booster seals that we're doing there. And so it's going to be a blast. Yeah. So it's, if wow. you if you live near where? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. You could check that out. But Rob, before we get into all the cards and mechanics, you always start us out with a very nice PSA. Yes. Um, my PSA this time is basically people are going to argue about stuff. Everybody's tired and fed up about all sorts of things in life. Right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, there you go. Everybody, everybody's reached the end of some kind of metaphorical rope or physical rope. Who knows? <laughs> Name one thing that nobody is tired of. Cheese curds. Cheese curds. There's somebody. <laughs> I I don't know who they are. So my, my point being is that yes, that person that's sorry. tired of cheese curds, I have this this like temptation to send them a bulleted list of why they're wrong while being tired of cheese curds, right? Yeah. Uh, it, like, yeah. I'll, I'll see some opinion online that's like, people shouldn't walk their dogs because they don't need exercise. And I'll be like, look, <laughs> you are so wrong. Uh, you're wrong in ways that I can't even comprehend. I want, I want to break down every line about what, no, don't do yeah. it. Like, seriously, people don't owe you their time. They don't owe you their effort. They don't owe you their emotional effort and energy of reading whatever thing you want to you want to dump on them. Right. <laughs> so if you look at something and you're like. I am fed up with this. It makes me angry. It, it just don't it just don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> if it's directly hurting you, deal with it. But if it's just like they have an opinion on Facebook about how about, you know, about how cats are worse than dogs, and it, 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 don't care. Obviously, like, that yeah. personal is <laughs> right. Point, point yeah. being is, you're going to run into situations where you like you'll see somebody who like either had five hot bad takes in a row in a single post or whatever. Just let them be. You don't owe them your emotional time. They don't owe you their emotional time. Just bow out, smile pleasantly at them right now. Everybody's got stuff going on. I'm yeah. glad you said that. Everybody's at so the end of some kind of rope, Rob, because I feel yeah. like that's truly what can bring us all together true. here. You know, yeah, I can't it's... think. I cannot think of a time when the ends of more collective ropes have been reached. <laughs> right. Their whole business is really right. busy right now, or not? They they they're having supply chain issues, which is why we're running out. There's no rope. Oh, I see. I see. So yeah, that's 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 my PSA. Is just like. Just like if you're gonna send a if you if you if you write a bulleted list out in a Facebook comment, delete it. Yeah, like Great. just. <laughs> I know we're all magic players. We love being right. 
You can be right. What? Assume you're right. What? You don't need you yeah. don't need to be right in front of people. You can be right privately. Yeah. And that way nobody nobody can tell you you're wrong. <laughs> you can be right <laughs> privately. Yes. I, we we need to always remember this. Slogan for the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start this off with yeah. new mechanics yeah, look, that, that we're seeing here. Let's look at these new mechanics. So the the weird one is reconfigure. Yeah. Uh and so let's look at Blade of the Oni here, which is a Black and one for a three one artifact creature equipment demon, God. which is such a good type. Line. So good. I, I right. just have to so say good. that the type lines in this set are are top notch. Yeah, they are. So it's a it's an artifact creature equipment demon, which is really weird. It has menace. It says equipped creature has base power and toughness five five. Has menace and is a black demon in addition to its other colors and types. Wow. All right. And then it has reconfigure. Uh, black black two. Uh, and it has reminder text, black, black, two, attached to a target creature you control or unattached from a creature. Reconfigure only as a sorcery. While attached, this isn't a creature. Wow. So this is this is fascinating reminder text. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, it has a lie. It says uh, um, attached to target creature you control. That's wrong. You cannot target itself with its own ability. It's another target creature you control. Right. That um, would be some kind of splitting of space time. Well, it, it's also re- it also would be really annoying on Arena because you'd be like, click it to activate it, and then you accidentally double click, and then it tries to attach to itself and wastes your mana because it auto taps it. Yeah, that'd be oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah, just, it, it, we don't want that. That'd no. be really annoying, and it wouldn't do anything. It would try to attach and then it would fall off as a, a state based yeah. action, and you're like, what? What just <laughs> happened to me? I just tap my mana for no. You you're not going to run into that because it doesn't do that. Um, it's on equipment creatures. So there's a bunch of equipment creatures in the set that have reconfigure. It has a secret, not a static ability per just dunks that says that anytime this is attached to something, it stops being a creature. Okay. So it, as long as this is attached to anything at all, the, this, this blade of the Oni is not a creature. It's just an equipment. Right. It also stops being a demon because it's not a creature anymore. And demons are creature type. Oh, so if you, Things have things that care about demons. It won't be a demon while it's attached to something. It's so weird. Type line magic. We'll, we'll talk about some other. We'll, we'll talk about some other type line weirdness in you a know, little I've, bit. I've got to say, like, if you're a demon, I feel like you're 100 percent a demon. Well, There's this, no, like, this possesses somebody. This changes them into a demon, right? Oh, yeah. okay, like, that's it, cool. It, it is a black demon, in addition to its other colors and types. So the demon on this, on unlike most of them, hops into whatever it's it's oh, using. Cool. Um, the the other thing is no matter how this becomes equipped, it stops being a creature. So if you have like a brass squire that has tap attached target equipment, you control the target creature you control mm-hmm. uh, and you tap and you throw the blade of the Oni at something, it, the blade of the Oni stops being a creature while it's attached to that thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, reconfigure activates as a sorcery. It's an activated ability, goes in the stack and you can take this off. If you're like, I need, I need two separate creatures right now. You can pay four mana and take it off the thing that it's attached to. Yeah. Um, the, there's one weird thing with that. If, say, I attack with, so I have a 1-1 one, one with Blade of the Oni atta- attached to it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a 5-5 five, five right now, actually. It was originally printed, it's a it's a normal 1-1 one, one creature. It's a goblin token. Attached Blade of the Oni, it's secretly a 5-5. Five, five. I attack, they block with a pair of 2-2s. Two, it has four damage marked on it. I'm like, I need two blockers in order to prevent them from killing me. I take the Blade of the Oni off. Well, now it's a 1-1 one, one with four damage marked on it. Yeah. It dies. Yeah, beware. So, beware. If you're, if you're detached, if you're unequipping with... Reconfigure, you might kill your crab. Uh, just be aware. Um, <laughs> and then you have a nice dinner. Yes. Yeah. And the I have here a very technical note, which is the timestamp of the power toughness change from Blade of the Oni is based on when it becomes attached. Uh, 
this is, I would not include this. It would not be relevant, except that there's an uncommon that sets its own power and toughness to one, one. Okay. <laughs> it, okay. It, like while it's tapped, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but blade of the Oni sets the five, five. And there's also an, a blue enchantment that sets things to being a one, one. There's like four different things in the set that set base power and toughness. So Blade of the Oni's time that it attaches determines whether or not it wins versus those effects. Gotcha. Um, complicated stuff here in yes, Kamigawa. The, that it, the, it, this, is a, this is a fairly complicated mechanic. Uh, I was wondering, too, I forgot to ask Gryfall, but perhaps now Neon Dynasty is the set with the most rules text. It's, it might be, uh, because there's, uh, we'll talk about sagas in a bit. Sagas have a bunch of words on them, yeah. inherently. And Ka- Kaladesh, or it's not Kaladesh, oh my gosh, Kaldheim <laughs> was the but, one who had the most, so we'll see if Neon Dynasty beats it. But in case you're at home and thinking, oh, this is a lot of stuff, in, yep. in practice it'll play out, I think, pretty yeah, intuitively, it'll, it'll, it'll be pretty, there are It'll be pretty sanely. Uh, I actually have a structural problem with reconfigure, which is they made all these reconfigure cards and about two thirds of them give the power toughness bonus from the card. Mm -hmm. But then a few of them don't. So like lizard blades and blade of the Oni don't give a power toughness bonus that matches the power toughness of the creature. Oh, I see. Okay. And so it's weird. Sometimes you have to remember that. Yeah. Like it isn't always going to attach on the same side. It'd be cool if blade of the Oni started as a five, five and turned the thing into a five, five, but it doesn't. It's a three, one. Sure. So, okay. It's just, It'll be different variable sized based on things. Yeah. By itself, it's just a sword demon. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> it's just an equipment demon, yeah. which like half of why I included this is because this might is this one of my favorite type lines in a while. Very cool type uh, line. So Kodama of the West Tree uh, is the my modified card. Modified. Modified. Uh, so modified is a new adjective uh, that has been introduced to magic. Uh, Kodama of the West Tree is a 3-3 for green and two. It's a legendary creature spirit. It has reach. And it says, modified creatures you control have trample. And then its reminder text is equipment, or as you control, encounters are modifications. Mm-hmm. And then it says, whenever a modified creature you control deals combat damage to a player, search your library for a basic land card, put it into the battlefield, tapped, then shuffle. Sweet. Yeah. It, it, this seems very powerful. Yeah. This is this is what I always wanted Gnarled Mass to be in uh, Kamigawa Block Instructed, for those that played Block Instructed 18 years ago, because, <laughs> man... <laughs> Don't worry, we have one <sighs> listener that that yeah, is there's really someone out there. hitting just, home for. There's like, just, yeah, me too. There's somebody out there. So um, what modified means is it has any kind of counter. A plus one, plus one, a minus one, minus one, a death touch counter. Um, a It's Frankenstein's monster, so it has like a plus two, plus oh counter on it. Like Death touch counter, yep. flying counter. Yeah, flying counter, death touch. Um, there's, there's a number of actual ability counters in the set as well. Any counter makes your creature count as being modified. Uh, any... Equipment from either player that somehow got attached to your creature makes it modified. So if they put their equipment on a creature and you steal it with a threaten, it counts as modified, even though it's their equipment that's okay, on it. Okay, sure. Um, and auras you control. This is the this is the one that does that cares how where it came from. It has to be an aura and it has to be something that basically you cast on the creature. If they arrest your creature, there's intercessors arrest in this set. That doesn't make your creature modified because they control the aura on your creature. Okay. I suppose I can get behind that. It's a little I, weird. I'm I'm a little frustrated by it because in Two-Headed Giant, if my teammate has a Kodama and wants it to be modified, and I put a giant strength on it, it's not modified because it's my enchantment oh, on my teammate. Oh, sure. Thing. Yeah, so that's weird. Th- that's going to get you in Two-Headed Giant. So if, if you if you come, you come into your store and play Two-Headed Giant, you want to modify your teammate's creatures, you can't. 
Uh, you can put counters on them, but you sure. can't do it with auras. Okay. So yeah, just be aware. Um, and I actually called out. There's there's a bunch of auras in the set. Clawing Torment was the aura that I had called out. Is it, it will go on your creature. You'll get to attack and block and stuff, but it won't modify it because it it's an aura that somebody else plays in your creature to make you sad. Yeah, I suppose um, it makes sense a little bit because you don't want to be giving a bonus to your opponent by yeah. putting a, yeah. a card right, like exact tournament. Like on I it. understand structurally why they did that. I don't understand why it's equipment that anybody controls. Like, yeah, it's just strange that 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 would be the case. That it like it apply like some attached things care about control and some not. I'd rather just be sad about equipment, <laughs> right? Like I I, would, I like consistency. Yeah, I would rather be sad about equipment. Clonk torment, cool yeah. art. BT dubs. Clonk torment's great. Um, yeah. Uh, so sagas, they're back. Yeah. I'm very happy. Love them. Yes. I love them. I'm so confused cool. by them, but that's mostly cause I was here for previous Kamigawa and read the novels. And so like the sagas don't match, but that's, that, that's like, are a, those novels not canon? They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're canon enough that people are like, yeah, the previous Kamigawa was like a thousand years in the past pre per the novels. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. And, okay. and that's, that's the, that's the, only established by one scene with Shashiro Umazawa at the very end of the last book. It's like, oh, this was all in the past. <laughs> back when Nicole, by the way. Yeah, back when Nicole Bolas was still alive. Oh. And, and remember, hmm. Nicole Bolas was dead for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, but we're going to talk about Akiba Reckoner Raid, which is a common saga. And I'm excited that we get common sagas because that's yeah. the other thing I want to call out. You'll see these a bunch. Um, so, Kiba Reckoner Egg, it's an enchantment saga. It's got this the different aspect ratio image, so it's got the art on the right side. Where this rat is wearing a killer jacket. Yeah, this it, rat is this, dressed to the yes, dines. Yes. <laughs> I, I would hang out with this biker rat and they would beat the heck out of me because I am not <laughs> tough. So uh Okiba Reckoner Egg, as it enters the battlefield and at the beginning of each of your pre-combat main phases, well, after your draw step, add a lore counter to this. And then for each, anytime that you add a lore counter to this, you do all of the things for all of the lore counters that you've stepped up through. So if you somehow add two lore counters from a single event, then you'll get both things yeah. underneath. Uh, so at step one and step two is each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And step three, you exile this and then it returns to the battlefield transformed which means it enters on its other face, which is Nizumi Road Captain. And it enters as what the art was on the back of its leather rat yes. biker jacket. It's just a yes. close-up <laughs> of the back of the, of the cool biker jacket. Cool. So on this side, it's an enchantment creature rat rogue. There's a ton of enchantment creatures in the set. And this doesn't stop being an enchantment. So it's enchantment on the front, enchantment on the back, and they're all like that. And it has the enchantment frame around it on the back yes. to help you remember. Yeah. So, so you should be, yeah, you should, it's the same like starry yeah. enchantment frame. Um, the Okiba or the Nizumi Road captain has menace and it says vehicles you control have menace nice. and it's a 2-2. So it, this is a 2-2 on layaway, but it isn't. So if, if you played in the year 2006, then you might remember uh, that there's a thing called suspend. Mm -hmm. And that was also just used in modern horizons too. Yeah. But the, this is not suspend suspend. The creatures enter with haste. These do not enter with haste. Oh, good so, to know, yeah, Rob. So I think I might have thought they did. You will, yeah. you will get caught by yourself yeah. in your brain. There are four that I saw that do have haste called out on their backside. These leave the battlefield and enter. They're a new object. They can't attack the turn. They sure. come out unless they have haste on the card. Yeah. Or you give them haste somehow. 
Great. That so, is very good to yeah, know. Yeah, be, be aware. That's I think that's the thing that's going to get people the most is they're going to assume they're going to be able to attack with this, mm-hmm. but they won't be able to on the third turn. Yeah. And clarify um, me, for me one more time, when do I add the lower counter? After, uh, after my you draw, draw step. step. Okay. So you'll draw, and then you'll add the lower counter. If you, for some reason, skip your main phase, you still add a lower counter the next time that you have the opportunity. Okay. So it's... These are these are cool. They're, these are sagas. These are creatures. These are enchantment creatures. They're like they're they're very neat. Yeah, um, I love them. They and can. so the, note that they say the word transform on them. So there are two types of double faced cards. There's transforming double faced cards, and there are uh, modal double faced cards. Modal double faced cards. You pick which side. So like the the pathways, right? right? Or like uh, any any of the ones that you pick a side and you cast that side. Anything that says transform on it, it, it is. Any of the modal ones, the mana value of the card is determined by what face you can see. Um, Anything that is a transforming one, the mana value is determined by the front face. Right. No matter what. So this always has a mana value of one. The backside, it doesn't have any mana costs on it, but you have to look over to the other side to figure out what the mana value is. Gotcha. So it's relevant for things that care. There's stuff that excels low mana value cards. There's a there's a white, there's a shining equivalent in this set that will exile low mana value things and you might not be able to exile like the five or whatever. I'm um, excited to talk about a yes. returning mechanics because the first one on our list is ninjutsu. Yes. Ninjutsu returns. Uh, the most popular mechanic from Kamigawa, which is not a high bar, but it was, <laughs> it, it, the thing is that it's also Shade. more popular than the mechanics and like the surrounding blocks yeah, for the yeah, most part, yeah, right? Everybody yeah. loves ninjutsu. It's got good flavor and it's got good gameplay. So let's look at Silver Fur Master here. Silver Fur Master is a black and blue for a 2-2 creature rat ninja. Has ninjutsu of black blue. And it has reminder text, black blue, return an unblocked attacker you control to hand. Put this card onto the battlefield from your hand tapped and attacking. And then uh, Silver Fur Master here says ninjutsu abilities you activate cost one less to activate. And other ninja and rogue creatures you control get plus one, plus one. So um, ninjutsu is this set has two activated abilities that activate from hand. Uh, it has ninjutsu, and it also has channel. Right. Uh, which we'll talk about channel in a little bit. So ninjutsu, you need an attacking creature, and it must be unblocked. Things are neither blocked nor unblocked until they've had the chance to declare blockers. So if I attack my opponent with, and I have a, a random 1-1, one, one, until they decide whether or not to block me, I don't get to ninjutsu. It's Schrodinger's yeah. cat yes. up until yeah. that moment. Yeah, it's Schrodinger's cat. It's it's an attacking creature, but it hasn't been blocked or it not It is yet. neither blocked nor unblocked. No, yes, it's neither. <laughs> it simply is. Yes. And so if they say no blocks, then you can ninjutsu at that point during the declare blocker step. Or you can ninjutsu during the first strike combat damage step of a creature with first strike dealt damage. Right. That's relevant because if you attack with the first striking creature... You can deal combat damage and then ninjutsu a creature without first strike. It's a new creature and then get to deal the damage as well. Oh, ah, that's kind of cool. It's very tricky. Wow. So you, you can do this. It does not come up very much, but when it does, your opponent thinks that you're cheating. Like, <laughs> or a genius. Yeah, they're like, you, you're a that, cheating that, genius. That can't work. That creature already dealt first strike damage. You're like, no, 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 no. That creature did. But my ninja is a totally different creature. And I want want to point out, it is very important at your pre-release now. Some people get a little lazy about this to ask if they have any blocks, right? Yes. So do not just skip to being like, oh, you take whatever. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. Just, just ask about it all the time so that when it matters, you know, and like just communicate on it. Blocks, no blocks, whatever. Yeah. If, if you have no creatures and your opponent attacks you with a couple, a couple creatures, you can't just say, I take three. Like you're going to be like, all right, I'm swinging and you take three. No, we're yeah. not shortcutting yeah. that. Yeah. They'll be like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I got a ninja you. The other thing with ninjutsu is it returns the creature to your hand as a cost, which is a little weird. So you have an attacking creature in the battlefield, and part of the cost of ninjutsu is returning that attacking unblocked creature. And what that means is that your opponent can't lightning bolt your creature once you choose to return it. So if I attack if I attack with a bear cub and I want a ninjutsu in the silver for master, then uh, my they can't be like, oh, yeah. I'm going to kill it before you ninjutsu it in. Yeah, they're like, no, no, I want to kill your body that you're ninjutsuing. They can do that. But they have to do it during declare attackers, right? Before they know. Before, that. before they know whether or not you're going to ninjutsu it. Exactly. Right. Uh, and they will. And you should do this too. If you think that they might have a ninja, just kill their creature before you declare blocks. Because the other be other thing you. is if they if they like attack you with their random creature and you say no blocks and they go, I would like to go to damage. And you go, hmm, I want to kill your creature. They can ninjutsu in response to your spell. Oh, <laughs> all right. This is bad for you. Don't let this happen. <laughs> uh, because they, because it's activated as an instant during declare blockers, yeah, right? Sure. So they can use this to, to blow out your removal. And it's a it's a really chessy thing where they have to decide, well, you'll, you'll lightning bolt the ninja if I ninja, Excuse right? Me. So I'm just going to try to get through for damage. And then if you try to kill my creature thinking I don't have a ninja because I have all this mana up and obviously I would have used the ninja, then I can ninja and get you. So, Whoa, um, 3D chess here, 3D yeah. chess. <laughs> yeah. Well, Megan and I talked about on the show that in a world with ninja jitsu, you live in terror. And yes. that is just live in fear. Yeah. Yep. Existential terror is the, the right thing about ninjas. They, they will kill you at any time or any place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Very flavorful. So, uh, <laughs> so let's talk about channel. As I mentioned, the, this is the other activated ability that activates from hand. And I want to say that the card channel does not have channel. Yeah, it does not. Just but letting you know. <laughs> it also predates the channel mechanic by like... Uh, like 11 years. Oh, okay. So <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> they, they do this all the time where they like name a mechanic by a, a, after a card yeah. that just doesn't have anything no to do relation. with it. Yeah. And occasionally they name sets or yeah. individual cards after things that don't connect to each other. Channel the card is like, I'm not related to that. No, no, right. no, thank there, you. There was a card onslaught before the set onslaught. <laughs> oh, husband. That is not yeah. my sister. Yeah. <laughs> that is not my cousin. Yeah. No. Like I, I, last name is Mackenzie. No relation. No relation. Which is, <laughs> Isn't strictly true. I think I'm mathematically related to all the Mackenzies in the United States, but I'm not. <laughs> mathematically related. I think we all yeah. come from one source. There was yeah. only one original Mackenzie. I think Mackenzie. we're all yes. mathematically sure. related. Sure, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Rob but, is my four billionth cousin, twice removed. That's, <gasps> I, there's not enough people in the world for that, makes right? It, <laughs> makes it real tough to get married, let me tell you. Uh. But we're talking about Boseju right yeah, now. We're yes. talking about a magic tree that makes me sad. Boseju who endures. It's a legendary land. It taps to add green. It doesn't enter tapped. And it has channel. Green one and discard this. Or discard Boseju who endures. Destroy target artifact enchantment or non-basic land an opponent controls. That player may search their library for a land card with a basic land type. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. This ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. People were losing their crap over this card. This card's insane. Why? Uh, so it disenchants. So you can destroy any artifact yeah. or enchantment mm -hmm. out of your land base. So you don't have to play spells to have access to disenchants. Mm -hmm. And it can do this. So in modern, for instance, uh, Titan is sure. really susceptible to Blood Moon. Yeah. And they hate playing main deck solutions to Blood Moon. But now they can just play a land that disenchants ah, my Blood Moon. All right. It's, it's problematic. 
Like I, you're selling it, me on this it, card. Also, have you ever played with Ren and Six? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, uh, this card's really good at Ren and Six uh, <laughs> because it's a disenchant that Ren and Six can rebuy. So now Ren and Six can rebuy spells. Oh, uh, like it gives them I a see. land. Okay. So, and that's specifically what I want to talk about. So, channel. Yeah, is, sorry for the. Yeah. I just yeah, wanted to know. No, no, no. Uh, the, so, channel is an activated ability. Activates at instant speed. You pay a cost. You discard this from your hand, and then it. It goes in the stack, and if it targets, like Boseju does, you have a target. They can respond to it. They can counter it with, like, Nimble Obstructionist or things that counter um, activated abilities. Uh, Tails End, I think, is in standard right now. And so the the thing about Boseju specifically is um, – so this is like cycling. This is like cycling that has a triggered ability, right? Sure. There's a bunch of those that run around. But you don't draw a card from this. You just get the the text. It basically yeah. turns into you a spell. You get a sick ability Yeah, instead. you get a really good ability. Um, for Besaju specifically, they cannot search for Wastes. Wastes just has no basic land types. Yeah. But they could search for a Triome. Hmm. Uh, yeah, ooh. you're right. Because it has a, it, the, that has basic land types. So if it has the type Swamp, Mountain, Plains, Island, or Forest, they can search for it. Go get a little Hollowed Fountain action. Yep. Nice. And, yeah, Hollowed Fountain, then they can choose. And it doesn't enter tapped. Oh, uh, they just yeah. put their thing onto the battlefield. If it's a triumph, it enters tapped. But if it's if it's a hollowed fountain, you can choose to pay two life and mm-hmm. have something up. Um, this is the the one thing that I really like about this is legendary lands suck because uh, if you put a bunch of legendary lands in your deck, then you draw a second Besaju and you're like, well, yeah, I already have a Besaju on the battlefield. If I play this one, I don't get to keep the other. Like I only get to keep one of these. Yeah, but now I can turn my legendary lines into spells. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a, a really good use of channel on legendary creatures and legendary lands specifically. Uh, I just think the Besaju is pushed very hard. And I just love this tree, though. Look at it. Beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Like, I'm so happy th- for it just kicking that city's butt. It's right. like, I'm just going to grow my long, long, long spindly tree legs Yep. up into the sky. A lot of the art in the set is very good. And yeah. we mentioned this on our other episode, but also channeling, um, like you said, can't be countered with like counter spells. Yeah, it has to counter an activated ability. Right. So this is, it. it's trickier and harder to, to counter. It, I, tail, I think Tails End's still in standard. I don't, I don't remember. I have no idea what standard is, it looks like. <laughs> Nobody's at any given played time. standard for the past several months. Yeah, I think that's fair. Three to four years. <laughs> Three to four years. I, I, the last time I played standard was in a charity tournament in twenty. All right. So yeah. 20? Yeah. Oh, that's true for Rob. Yeah. yeah. The so, next category you have here on your list is, is, and I quote, "dumb spirits." Yes. Are you familiar with Ground Ghost? <laughs> Because no. you're going to have no. so many ground ghosts. We saw a lot of ground ghosts in Strixhaven. Right, exactly. All those were ground right. ghosts. All those were three, two ground ghosts. Kamigawa is the layer of the original ground ghosts. Oh, great. Uh, so uh, a, a lot of cards from the original Kamigawa made 1-1 one, one spirit tokens that did not fly and had no color. No, yeah, ground ghosts. Yeah, ground ghosts. They, mm-hmm. Like the minimum value of a creature. They have they have a type which at the time nobody cared about. Or, and yeah. they didn't fly and they didn't have a color. They were just kind of there. Um, the, I mean, it, I like Kamigawa, <laughs> original home of the ground ghosts. Yes, <laughs> it's I like on all their tourism. Yes. <laughs> I like a good gra- a steak ghost, ghost steak, but occasionally I'll have ground ghost in a, my ghost burger. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, makes sense. So I called out Aki Ember Keeper here. It's a red and one for a two one enchantment creature goblin warrior that says whenever a non token modified creature you control dies, create a one one colorless spirit creature token, and then it explains how modified what mm-hmm. modified means. So. The 
this just makes free ghosts when you're better than normal creatures die. Yeah, basically. but they're dumb ghosts. Yeah, they're Brown dumb ghosts. ghosts. So you're going to end up with a bunch of these. Um, this is so much. Um, Ka- Kamigawa had a bunch of things that cared about spirits in, in the original Kamigawa. And when I say nobody cared about the types, I, what I mean is the set the sets in Kamigawa cared about spirits and really nothing else did. Yeah. So now we have spirits as like a thing that people care about in multiple formats. But yeah. 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 Uh, vehicles are back. It's our like, preview yeah. card. Yeah, it is. This card is so good. Yeah. Uh, so Mobilizer Mech is a vehicle, and there's a bunch of vehicles in this set. It's a blue and one for an artifact vehicle, three, four, flying. Whenever it becomes crude, up to one other target vehicle you control becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. And it has crew three, which means you tap three power worth of creatures in order to change, in order to add creature to the type line on this card. So the, the stuff with vehicles probably just crew them on your main phase. Yes. Like nine times out of 10. There's one vehicle that like, or there's one like guy that animate that like brings a vehicle back from your graveyard during your beginning of combat step, set a stop there and crew during your beginning of combat. Um, but spoken like a true MTGO player. <laughs> yes. Spoken, <laughs> spoken like somebody who has abandoned arena for MTGO. Uh, so yes, the, do, do not go to, do not go to combat if you have not crewed. Correct. That's what we're saying. Yeah, That's, that's the, just, just crew in your main phase. You don't gain anything by waiting until the last possible moment of beginning of combat. You actually lose things by doing that because then you can't cast sorcerers if your opponent responds to crewing. Um, crewing just adds creature to the type line. The printed power toughness on a vehicle is printed power and toughness. That is uh, that is applied before things that change the base power and toughness of an object. So there's, like I mentioned, the, the Oni Blade. Uh, there's a bunch of things in the set that will change the base power and toughness of a thing. And those will apply on top of the printed power and toughness of a vehicle. Um, a couple of things, like Mobilizer Mech here, do what I'm calling fake crewing. They do the same thing that crewing does where they just animate... A vehicle. Yeah. They're just like, here, have whatever your power toughness it becomes is. Becomes a drone. <laughs> yep. Um, fake crewing behaves just like regular crewing, where it just animates it and then lets the chips fall where they may as far as power toughness in the lower right-hand corner. Whatever you say, goes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You figure it out. Like, I, I've given you the ability to be a creature. Yeah. Solve your own problems from here. Look, I'm your pilot, not your boss. You yes. know what your own power right, is. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, there are a couple of things in this set that will animate artifacts and give them a power and toughness. That overrides the printed power toughness of a vehicle. Um, there is a change. You can no longer crew vehicles with themselves. Really? Yep. Wow, when did that happen? This set. It is changing with this set because of Mobilizer Mech. Um, bec- I, it was in the uh, pre-pre-release uh, like information about vehicles video. That wow, already run okay, well uh, that yeah. flew under my radar and that is like, a th- that's a thing because we used to do yes. that on Kaladesh. Right, you did. And it, like specifically- Our car would yeah. get in another car and drive that no, car. No, 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 you can drive other cars, but you can't crew the same car with itself. Oh, a car can't drive itself. Right. There's no such thing as no self-driving Teslas cars anymore. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And no. So the, the reason is specifically oh, Mobilizer okay. Mech. Okay. Because it, so let's say that I owned a Mobilizer Mech and two other vehicles. Right. Right. Then I could crew Mobilizer Mech with a random creature and then crew Mobilizer Mech with itself to functionally crew the other two vehicles. Oh, yeah, because it would be like twice. It'd be like, right. you crewed me. Yeah. Oh, I You're see. You're a car now. Okay. Right. You're a car and now. So anything that says when it becomes crewed you can crew vehicles that have already been crewed. Yes. Yeah, okay. Which is relevant. Mobilizer map. Yes. So I have 
two three threes, and I have two vehicles with crew seven and a mobilizer mech. I can crew mobilizer mech with a three three, and animate one of those crew seven vehicles. Yeah. Then I can crew it with the other three three. This doesn't do anything for a mobilizer mech except trigger its when it becomes crewed. Got so, oh, all right. So yeah. it, when it becomes crewed, is activate a crew ability on the card. Yeah. Um. So nice. th- this is it, like I specifically called up mobilizer mech yeah. because this card has it, it's it like it probably won't come up, but it might. You know yeah. what? I want nothing less for our preview cards <laughs> than to trigger a rules change. Honestly. <laughs> right. And so the it, the other thing is that crewing on arena is kind of annoying um, because you can crew with yourself, and so like. Uh, th- this change also changes the way that arena behaves because if you have a crewed vehicle on arena, if you double click it, you could crew it with itself. And then you'd be mad. Yeah, you'd, you'd be, be very so mad. mad. Yeah. You're like, uh, you're like, I want to go to combat. You forget to hit pass, oh, and then no. you, instead you okay. click on your vehicle and it crews itself. And you're like, what? What just happened? I mean, no, you can't do that anymore because yep. vehicles can't crew themselves. Okay, great. So it's it's a quality of life change that also affects mobilizer <laughs> mech. Shrines. Shrines are back. It's very exciting. So cool. So let's look at Goshentai of Ancient Wars. It is red and two for a legendary creature enchantment shrine. Uh, And it has first strike. And at the beginning of your end step, you may pay one. When you do, Goshentai of Ancient Wars deals X damage to target player or planeswalker, where X is the number of shrines you control. Great. So uh, the, the shrines are a cycle from Kamigawa and then from a commander set that had shrines. Mm-hmm. And so you would, these shrines care about the shrine enchantment type. So the most common question I've seen on this set is, wait, shrine's a creature type now? No. Goshentai of Ancient Wars has no creature types. It is a typeless creature. It's like a morph. I've got to say though, yeah. that's very strange. It I would strange. not have intuited that from looking at this no. card. Well, but you, could, you, can, you can think about it like, so mobilizer mech there is an artifact vehicle, yeah. right? When it becomes a creature, it doesn't gain a creature type. True. Right. Wow. And so this is just a creature, but without a creature type. Right. Shrine is yeah. an shrine is an enchantment type, and you'll see this on other cards where, like, there, there there's two types on, say, gingerbread man. Right. Yeah. Uh, gingerbrute. Um, so ginger gingerbrute is a creature is a artifact creature food golem. Yeah, right? I think yeah, so. And I believe food is an artifact type. Food is not a creature type. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Golem People is a creature type. People watching not an this video type. from 1995 oh, yeah. <laughs> are, are <Dead>. shocked. <laughs> well, in 1985, we still had uh, no. We had gotten rid of mono artifacts. There were oh, more. Okay. There were more artifact types in 95 in 94, and then they got right, rid of them. I picked them. the right year. For you this picked the right year. Joke. You picked the, you pick, you pick the correct <laughs> year for. Well, they, but I thought they got rid of all the weird artifact types. No, no, uh, no. We, We've added a thousand of them since then. So um, the the shrines care about. Enchantments with the shrine subtype, and you can't. It's really hard to get the shrine subtype onto mm-hmm. cards. Um, you just have to go with the ones that are printed. These ones are creatures, and the old shrines triggered on your upkeep. So if you last played Magic during the Crimean War, like me, uh, then you you'll be like, wait, shouldn't this trigger on my upkeep? Nope, triggers on end step, and you have to pay mana for these. So yeah, uh, they also all have reflexive triggers, so they. It, the trigger goes in the stack. You decide whether or not to pay mana. And then a second trigger goes in the stack once you pay the mana. Okay. Mm. So um, let them pay the mana, then counter their ability. Yeah. With the, If you're countering triggers. Now it's time for some individual yeah. card notes. Standout oddball cards. Great. Geothermal Kami. <laughs> what is this art? <laughs> oh, it looks like it's a balloon ghost. 
I think I thought it was a cow bowl. <laughs> sure. <laughs> a giant sky cow bowl. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, no, <laughs> I, I, you convinced me. It's a, it's a, it's the ghost of a cow instilled into a big bowl full of dirt. Yeah. I, I don't. Mm, okay. Beautiful. So <laughs> delicious. Um, Geothermal Kami is green in three for a four, three creature spirit. When geothermal, when geothermal Kami enters the battlefield, you may return an enchantment you control to its owner's hand. If you do, you gain three life. Um, a lot of things in this set are going to have choices like this on resolution. Uh, if you let them choose the enchantment to return for Geothermal Kami, you can't kill the enchantment to prevent them gaining the life. They're going to get that life. Gotcha. Um, so if, is it going to come in and wait for them to make a decision and that's when you have to act? It's going to go. It's going to come in and it's going to have a trigger go on the stack. And so then you can respond to that trigger and kill their only enchantment. Right. Sure. Or you could respond to the geothermal geothermal kami spell and kill the enchantment. But if they have two enchantments, you have to make a choice. Yeah. And then they can you just can't, return. You can't get them. Yeah. Right. So it, like the geothermal kami's trigger go in the stack. It'll resolve. They get to make their choice, and then you're locked out because it's all during the resolution of the ability. Oh, it's a giant cow cow tub of hot water. Yeah. Oh, but why? It's a floating ghost <laughs> hot spring. Yes, it's a it's floating, a floating ghost, hot ghost hot spring. <gasps> okay. I want to book it on Airbnb. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, it's in the air, so... It is an... Yeah, Airbnb even better yeah. right now. Um, crackling Emergence. I do not know why they printed this card the way that they did. Uh, so, Crackling Emergence is red and one for an enchantment aura. Enchant land you control. Enchanted land is a 3-3 red spirit creature with haste. It's still a land. If enchanted land would be destroyed, instead sacrifice Crackling Emergence, and that land gains indestructible until end of turn. Hmm. So the design intent of this card is if I crackling emergence my mountain and you lightning bolt it, I get to keep my land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for that purpose, the word indestructible on this doesn't do anything. Because, because it wouldn't be a land. It's not a creature anymore anyways. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's a land with three damage marked on it. So don't like this prevents you from like if you crackling emergence attack with your creature trade in combat. Uh, the crackling emergence goes away. The land stays, and then you play a second a second crackling emergence on it. It'll survive. So you're like protected against this weird edge case, right? Yeah. But what it doesn't prevent is your land being destroyed, or not destroyed. It doesn't prevent your land from being removed. So lethal exploits in this set. It's black and one instant. Target creature gets minus two minus two, uh, two uh, minus two minus two until end of turn. It gets an additional minus one, minus one until end of turn for each modified creature you controlled as you cast this spell. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you can give it minus three, minus three. There's only three things that destroy. Enough damage to kill it. So so if it's a three, three with three damage marked, that destroys it. If it's hit by something with death touch, yep. things with death touch destroy it and wor the word destroy on a card. So like fatal push that says destroy target, target creature yeah. or murder that says destroy target creature. Sure. So it's less complicated. Lethal exploit doesn't do that. It reduces the toughness to zero. If the toughness gets reduced to zero, it's put into the graveyard. It is not destroyed. I remember this being one of the yeah. number one things I did not understand about magic right. when I was learning. Oh, they, they, <laughs> the, the, the set of like certain things destroy, certain things are put into the graveyard. Sacrificing is different from either of those. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we're very like they get to tune with a lot of knobs like, there's a thousand knobs about how to kill a creature, and they get to pick which one, and then this card cares about one of the knobs. Yeah, exactly. Um, so be careful. If your land gets lethal exploited, it will get killed, and you can use this to kill their land. Um, it's just the way that it ends up working out. Great. Uh, so I mentioned above, Intercessor's Arrest. 
White and two for an enchantment aura, enchant permanent. Enchanted permanent can't attack, block, or crew vehicles. Its activated abilities can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. Uh, this is sweet. I don't know why what? they gave this a, a, like a very specific name because I think this card should be in like most sets. <laughs> this kills planeswalkers. If enchants a planeswalker, they can't activate their activated uh, abilities. Uh! Like it doesn't kill them, but like it just, you put it on a planeswalker and they're just like, well, I can't activate my abilities. If I so, had a static ability, it's, I guess I'm, it's good. I'm here. Yeah. I'm so. just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, I'm just going to chill. You can continue to attack me. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, please do. In fact. I can't do anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, their static abilities will still apply though. So like Tezzeret will still make your first, uh, uh, first thing that you activate yeah. Uh, yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Um, now they're printing a lot of planeswalker with statics. Um, but this also calls out mana abilities. Mana abilities are abilities that make mana, don't target, and aren't loyalty abilities. Or they are triggered abilities that trigger from a mana ability. And so it, Land of War Elves has a mana ability. It taps to add green. There's a bunch of cards in the set that just like tap to add green. That's a mana ability. Uh, Planeswalkers, even like um, Chandra Torture Defiance, has plus, uh, has plus add red red, mm -hmm. right? That's not a mana ability. Right. Because it, it has a loyalty cost on it. Mm -hmm. um, and this will, will not stop triggers. So be aware. If you play this on your opponent's shrine, this is going to be something that's going to happen all the time. You'll enchant their shrine. Their triggered abilities aren't stopped by Intercessor's Arrest. So they still get yeah. to to pay their mana and get their shrine effect. You can arrest me, Kappa, but I'm still going to pay one to deal one to your face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, just be aware. Intercessor's Arrest is super sweet. I'm throwing this, rocks at you it, through my yeah. jail bars. You will play this in like 100% of your white decks, and then you'll get got by a shrine at some point. Or I will at some point. Uh, Kami of Terrible Secrets. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> everyone has terrible secrets. Like, how, uh, like... Their sensory organs in like an orbiting cloud. What? This art. This, <laughs> okay, scroll away this, from it. You don't have to look Kami's at it. This terrible secret is what it looks like. Yes. Um, so it's black and three for a three, four creature spirit. When Kami of terrible secrets enters the battlefield, if you control an artifact and an enchantment, you draw a card and you gain one life. So this is an intervening if trigger. Uh, there's a number of these. If you control an artifact and an enchantment, um, if it's a triggered ability like that, it checks both at the time the trigger goes in the stack, so when this enters the battlefield, and when it resolves. Um, this is going to come up a bit because there's enchantment creatures, and that might be your only enchantment in the set. You can prevent any of these that say when this enters, if you have an enchantment and an artifact, by destroying the enchantment creature with that trigger on the stack. Mm -hmm. That'll prevent this because it checks both when it triggers and when it resolves. I love an intervening if. Yeah. Yep. Classic. Um, I'm I'm glad that they've mostly dialed away all of the not intervening ifs that have all the same words in a different order. <laughs> They're super annoying triggers. Um, so Twisted Embrace. Black Black 2 for an enchantment aura. Enchant artifact or creature you control. When Twisted Embrace enters the battlefield, destroy target creature or planeswalker an opponent controls. As long as enchanted permanent is a creature, it gets plus one plus one. Weird. It's super weird. Like you yeah. get possessed by a demon, then you use that to kill somebody else. Basically, yeah. It's super neat. Uh, also, by the way, the thing that I want to call out is, I'll play this on my creature. You'll kill my creature in response, and then I don't get a terror effect. Yeah. Because yeah. if you respond to my spell, then my enchantment never enters the battlefield. It fails to resolve um, if the target isn't there. So well, this card's a little dangerous. It's it's a little dangerous. It's high risk, high reward. Because yeah. the it gives your creature a plus one plus one and kills a thing, so it's a super murder. So it's right? going to be a really big swing if it sticks. Yeah, if it sticks. Um, I'm sorry, sir. You've been convicted of super, super murder. murder. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never 
gonna get me, Kappa. I'm gonna throw rocks at you through my jail bars. Oh. I'm above the law. I'm a shrine. <laughs> Awakened awareness. Blue, blue X for an enchantment aura, enchant artifact or creature. When awakened awareness enters the battlefield, put X plus one plus one counters on enchanted permanent. As long as enchanted permanent is a creature, it has base power and toughness one one. Oh, this card is hot. This card is super cool, and I like I read this like four times and sat and thought about it. Love it. <laughs> because this does a lot of weird things. Yeah, yeah this so, is bizarre. So, first of all, you can you can cast this with an X of zero. You're totally fine to do if that. If you just want to make a modified creature, for instance. If you want to change your opponent's creature into being a one-one. This oh. doesn't this is not yeah. an enchant oh, artifact or creature you control. Oh. Okay. This enchants anything. Nice. So you can enchant their stuff. Um, this enchants artifacts that aren't creatures, notably vehicles. Mm-hmm. So if you put it on a vehicle and they and either you or they crew the vehicle, it gets a base power and toughness of one one. If you have plus one plus one counters in a vehicle, those are applied on top yeah. of the this base power and toughness. You can make a super vehicle. Sort of. It's really expensive to make a super vehicle because if you're paying blue blue four, <laughs> like blue blue four yeah. is quite a bit of mana, right? That's yeah. that's you, that's, that's enough to get mana. a six six, which usually dominates the board. You get a five five, right? Yeah. And you're changing something that already exists into a five five. So like this card is, like I said, I sat and thought about it. I'm like, I think this is a removal spell. Yeah, I, I think th- you're, it, you might be right here. It, it, I love re- it. It, yeah. reads, it reads like it's supposed to buff a creature, but I think it's it's not very good at that job. I think it's re- really good at turning their 5-5 five, five flyer into a 1-1. One, one. Sure. Right. And, I mean, this. yeah, I, yeah you're right. Like I said, real hot. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. It can... But also, if you have some, if you've got some money laying around, you can make a bigger creature yeah, and have exactly. a modified creature it's, it's in la- two ways. It, yeah, it's later in the game. You're like at parity on board, and you're All like, right. "Well, I I want to change my flyer into a six six. <sighs> Fine, cost me seven mana, but sometimes that wins you yeah. the game. Yeah, so for sure. Um, just like th- this card is a fascinating, like puzzly limited card that I'm very excited to play. Also, I just love this art. Oh yeah, Gorgeous. the art is great. Looks All amazing. of this um, art we've. All of it has been incredible. Yes. Every it, single card. I, honest, have you seen the high res of the next one, Discover the Impossible? I mean, no, but oh. like I want to. Oh, I, I, Ryan Pankos posted it on the MTG. Oh, did market. he? It's oh, great. So, like the high res is so much better than this because those are all like manta rays that are swimming underneath. Yeah. And Gorgeous. it's it, like, and it like it's tessellated manta rays at different levels. Just great. It's a great Panko piece. Panko oh, stand. Those, Panko yeah, stand. And those are little, those are pyramids, by the way, underneath. Yeah. Like the, those are like Ooh. tiered pyramids underneath it. So discover the impossible is the next card. Uh, <laughs> blue and two, it's an instant. Look at the top five cards of your library, exile one of them face down, and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost. If it's an instant spell with mana value two or less. If you don't, put that card into your hand. Cool. Nice. I, I had to read this again like two or three times. I was like, what is going on? Like you you look at you pick any card that you want mm-hmm. when you look at your top five. And then if it happens to randomly be a instant with mana consider. value X or less, yeah, consider, then you may cast it without paying its mana cost. But you don't have to. If it if it lines up with that, it's considered you still don't want to cast it right now for whatever reason, like it's counterspell. Counterspell is an instant with mana value to realize you probably don't want to discover the impossible to hit it. <laughs> but you might, because this is an instant. Yeah, you might yeah, be responding to their yeah, spell to try true. to counter it. And then um, you're like, well, I hope I find it. <laughs> yep. And so it, um, if it happens to be that, you can cast it. And if it's not, then you put it in your hand and you don't. Um, it, so exile one of them face down is the other part of this. You exile that card face down so your opponent doesn't see it. Yeah. And then put it in your hand. So they don't know whether or not 
you found something that could have matched discover the uh, what discover right. the impossible does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know what you put in your hand. Basically. Like you could take a creature if you didn't want to yep. do an instant or sorcery. Yep. Or, or an instant, and, so, and sometimes you need a land. And yeah. so like you'll you'll put a card in your hand, and your opponent won't know anything. And so this has a lot of stuff going on. I just wanted to call it out because like this card isn't obvious what it does. What what it mostly does is look at five cards, maybe cast an instant, and then put it in your hand if you don't cast whatever you find. It's a cool card. And you can find anything. Futurist Operative is my next card. Blue and three for a creature human ninja. It's a three, four, sometimes. Uh, As long as it is tapped, it's a human citizen with base power and toughness one, one, and can't be blocked. (laughs) I'm just an innocent citizen, uh, your honor. Don't mind me. (laughs) And you can pay blue and two as an an activated ability to untap Futurist Operative. Oh, cool. So, like, it can, it's its own ninja body, basically, right? (laughs) That's what I, I'm in training now, so right. hopefully one day. I'll but the point, point, point being is, excuse me, one sec. <laughs> just going to sneeze. Bless both Megan and Rob have sneezed on this episode, so now it's my turn at some point. Yeah. Here. It's because you peppered this room. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I tried to talk to I Maria did, about do that. not peppering yeah. the room, but. <laughs> just thought it needed a little she extra never spice. Listens. <laughs> yeah. So, futurist operative, though. Wait, do you see where I put the garlic? <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to see where you put the garlic. <laughs> So this kind of ninjas itself. You attack, it's a 1-1, it can't be blocked, and you pay three mana to untap it after they declare blockers and get in for three damage. Right. Is how it's supposed to behave. That 1-1 effect is very strange. It is time-stamped based on when Futurist Operative entered the battlefield. It's not based on when it becomes tapped. It's a static ability that is on the creature, so its timestamp is it's entering the battlefield. So if you play Futurist Operative and then equip Blade of the Oni to it, it will never become a 1-1. Because the Blade of the Oni's equip time is later oh. than when Futurist wow. Operative entered the battle. Okay. So I'm just going to take your word for it just, and let that just go. Be, just be aware that you'll attack with it and it won't change you to a 1-1. Or it shouldn't. If it does, it's a bug and report it. Okay. But like. Wow. So just. Yeah. I looked at this card and I was like, what? this is an uncommon? What? Like it's got a really bizarre. T- I've never seen a timestamp like this. That just like randomly <laughs> makes it a 1-1 sometimes. That. Okay, sure. Great. Love it. Uh, Gravelighter. Oh, uh, excellent art. Jeez. Again, good art. Uh, yes. Uh, black and two for a 2-2 creature spirit with flying. When Gravelighter enters the battlefield, draw a card if a creature died this turn. Otherwise, each player sacrifices a creature. Nice. So the the thing with Gravelighter is it enters the battlefield, trigger goes in the stack. Your opponent can respond by like killing one of your other creatures. Uh, this will mean that they won't have to sacrifice a creature. It, this determines what happens at the time the trigger resolves on Gravelighter. Gotcha. So, um, Tricky. The, you, you, you'll have a guess of what it does, but you won't necessarily know. Unforgiving One. Unforgiving One is black and two for a creature spirit. It's a 2-3 with menace. And whenever un- Unforgiving One attacks, return target creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the number of modified creatures you control. Equipment, or as you control and counter modifications, standard reminder text. So the trick with Unforgiving One is it determines the number of modified creatures when it attacks, so when the trigger goes on the stack, and also when it resolves. Right. So if yeah. you if you have three modified creatures and attack with Unforgiving One and target a three mana value card in your graveyard, um, then they can kill one of your modified creatures to make your triggered ability not work. Yeah. Sneaky. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, I tried. But I can't. Yeah, it'll be like, hey, okay. I picked this three for you. And you'll be like, yeah, but I only have two now. Sorry. Yeah, I, uh, 
I cannot get that back yeah. anymore. I, I know I I know I ordered that. Can I, <laughs> like, I, sh- I showed up it's at your late, house on yeah. Craigslist, Sorry. and I know I told you I was going to have 30 bucks for that sofa, but I only have a $20 bill. Yeah. No. Nope. No. The it, sofa is staying in yeah. my house. Yeah, I'll find somebody who's willing to pay for this. Thanks. Said, um, nobody ever. <laughs> Just take no, it. But you Just sometimes do. It. People lowball in all sorts of stuff. They'll be like, they'll be like, I only, I only showed up with five hundred dollars. I know that it's an eight hundred dollar object, and you're like, no, get out. Yeah. They'll lowball all sorts of crap. Uh, you're um, more of a stickler than me, Rob. I, I sold like a very old Asus laptop to be fair. And I, but I, and I listed it for like $40, but there are people who are like, the first person was like, what's the bottom dollar you'll take. And I'm like, yeah. I just bu- calm down, sir. <laughs> I just Will you take $1 it. for this? Like it had that vibe. I was like, honestly, even if I don't sell it, I'm going to not sell it to you. Okay. Right. I want to be clear. Right. That's like, I will yeah. not sell it to anyone before I give it to you. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, we all have these stories. <laughs> yes. Uh, light pause. Emperor's voice might not though. She seems to, she seems to not yes. be smart enough to not use Craigslist. Uh, so she's white and one for a two, two legendary creature Fox advisor. And who has whenever an aura enters the battlefield under your control, if you cast it, you may search your library for an aura card with mana value less than or equal to that aura and with a different name than each aura you control. Put that card onto the battlefield attached to Light Paws Emperor's voice, then shuffle. Wow. Great. So, uh, yeah, you cast an aura, you get a smaller aura. This harkens back to like uh, Talowisp from the original Kamigawa block. It's super cool. Um, note. Light Paws doesn't say search for an aura that can be equipped to Light Paws, like, say, um, Sovereigns of Lost Alara does. That doesn't matter. Uh, you go to search with Light Paws. If you pick an aura that can't be attached to her, it stays in your library. Oh. You can choose it. So if you want to search for Utopia Sprawl, which is Enchant, uh, enchant yeah. Forest, right? Uh, Light Paws isn't a forest. And so Utopia Sprawl will be like, uh, dude, I can't. I, I can't attach I can't, to that. No, yeah, I can't. I, well, what's your plan? And you'll be like, well, I guess you stay where you are and I shuffle I my library. I didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think this through. So you'll be able to choose while oh, you're searching funny. on like arena things that can't attach to light and then paws. It'll be like, mm. like, it'll be like, yep, resolves. And you'll be like, wait, but nothing and, happened. Crap. I'll I, just, Utopia Sprawl's like, I'm just going to get back in the library. Yeah, I, I, this is embarrassing I, for both I, of us. Yeah, Goodbye. sorry. I, so, uh, Tamio completed oh, Sage. Oh. I am so angry that they picked Tamio because she's. Yeah, it's very sad. She's like my second favorite planeswalker after Kiora. And so, yeah. yeah. No, she's great. Yep. So, Tamio completed Sage is blue. A hybrid blue-green Phyrexian mana, which is a heck of a mana symbol to see, and green, and two mana. For a five-loyalty legendary Planeswalker Tamiyo, with the the static ability completed, uh, it says that the Phyrexian blue-green can be paid with either blue, green, or two life. If life was paid, this Planeswalker enters with two fewer loyalty counters. Oh, wild. I wonder if this is going to be something we see in the future. They made this a keyword mechanic. Yes. They could have spelled this out. Like, they used all. They used extra words to spell this. That's out, what I'm right? saying. I yeah. think it's because they're going to yeah. use it again. They're going to have a bunch of Phyrexian planeswalkers yeah. running around at some point here, right? Uh, Tamio is plus one. Tap up to one target artifact or creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Minus X to XL target non-land permanent card with mana value X from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of that card and minus seven to create Tamio's notebook, a legendary colorless artifact token with spells you cast cost two less to cast and tap to draw a card. Um, we care about completed. Yeah. Yeah. 
The other stuff is super cool. She does all these things. Um, completed is weird. Uh, it says that if you paid for the mana in this particular way, uh, that is specifically if you are casting this normally and you make this choice for the mana symbol. Um, so Bolas' Citadel lets you cast cards off the top of your library with life. Uh, if you pay life for Tamiyo in other methods, like with Bolas' Citadel, she does not enter with fewer encounters. You have to specifically be casting her for mana, and then during the choice to cast, make the but choice you to have, pay You've got to be completing her. Yeah, not you have to, you have to specifically yeah. be using this Frexian symbol for life okay. in order to reduce the amount of loyalty that she enters with. Wow. Um, so just, that is not... It's the opposite of obvious from the card, basically. Yeah. And there's there's a number of ways to pay life for spells. Any other life payment that you make towards the spell. Um, so if if there's something that says, uh, as an additional cost to cast spells, you must pay five life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if that existed and you paid five life to that for Tamiyo, you, she wouldn't be completed. Um, if you paid the normal mana as mana for her, then she'd enter with five loyalty counters. Gotcha. We've got another Planeswalker yeah. coming we do. up Look next. At the, I just want to point out the border on her Planeswalker card. Oh, though. yes. Like, oh, it's, it's so cool. It looks amazing. The it's border on her Planeswalker really cool. is very strange, yeah. yeah. Um, it's because she's been She's completed. completed. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kaito Shizuki is black-blue one for legendary Planeswalker Kaito. He enters with three loyalty. At the beginning of your end step, if Kaito Shizuki entered the battlefield this turn, he phases out. Bye. Yep. He just, he just hides... Um, and we'll t- that's what I want to talk about is the phasing. He does a bunch of other stuff, um, but like I'm just going to skip the rest of his abilities because yeah. they're not the things that I want to talk about. Um, phasing. Uh, they've started to use phasing a bunch. Uh, they're not printing it just as the word phasing on a card. Uh, so if something phases out, it is still on the battlefield, so it isn't entering the battlefield. And this is important for Kaito. And they, they pretend they're not on the battlefield until your next untap step. And then they phase back in. So they're there, but they're pretending they're not. They're yes. hiding behind the yep. curtain they, in a game of hide Nothing will affect them unless it affects phased out permanence. Gotcha. So the, Kaito can't be it can't be killed by things that destroy target planeswalker. He can't be attacked, and so he just he just hides for that time. But he isn't entering the battlefield on the next turn. Right. So yeah. it's so, not going to continue. So, so he doesn't continue to do this. But he maintains whatever loyalty he has as well. Okay. Is the other half of it. Yeah. So his plus ones actually do a thing. Which they wouldn't do if there'd be no way to get to seven if he left the battlefield and right. came back. Yeah. So the Kaito is very, very interesting. Also, this artist, I picked this particular art, um, Hara Tetsudo, because he's the artist who did Fist of the North Star. They've contracted with some wild artists. Yeah. This art is this art is unbelievable. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, wild. So they this set is just off the off the chain yeah. for a lot of these art. They contracted a ton of just random out there Japanese artists that did other things, and they uh, um, I saw an interview with um, with this artist that was like, yeah, I'd do more magic cards. Yes. And I would right. love to see I, that. I, yeah. I, let's I, do I, it. Uh, but I don't know if they could pay his day rates. There's no way that the guy who made Fist of the North Star is a day rate that is at, at all <laughs> sensible to do <laughs> to do magic art. Um, Cloudsteel Kieran is the next card that I want to talk about. White and two. For a 3-2 artifact creature equipment, Kieran. Flying. Equipped creature has flying, and you can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win the game. Reconfigure five. So Cloudsteel Karen uh, is one of the ones that doesn't give its power and toughness to the thing that it equips to. Yeah. What it does is it gives an ability that it doesn't have normally, which is your opponents can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win. Yeah, or you, so can't, you can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win. If it's just yeah. sitting there by itself, and it's not equipping anything. Correct. Doesn't. 
Yep, it won't do this. It's just chilling. You you need to get on this spirit horse thing in order to be protected from dying. Um, (laughs) Pony up. Um, If you don't want to die, get on the spirit horse. Yes. All right, don't have to tell me. Kirins are a little distinct from spirit horses, but they're, you can call them spirit horses. Get on the equipment horse. (laughs) Yeah. Get on the robot equipment ghost horse spirit. I'm not sure. Um, Eater of Virtue. Eater of Virtue is a one-mana legendary artifact equipment. Whenever a equipped creature dies, exile it. Equipped creature gets plus two plus O. Oh. As long as a card exiled with Eater of Virtue is flying, equipped creature is flying. <laughs> the same is true for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Haste, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Protection, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Equip one. So Eater of Virtue is cool. Uh, you equip it to a thing. When that thing dies, it puts its soul inside the sword and gives its powers to the equipped thing. Oh, that's a neat uh, way to think about it. Yep, that's. I mean, that's it's a it's a soul eating sword. This is night blood, right? Like th- <laughs> this is this is literally that thing, uh, that meme from from everything. Um, it gives you protection from particular characteristics and hexproof from particular characteristics. So you'll pick those up if the creature dies with those. This doesn't grant ward which I feel like is an oversight. It's got room on the card. Yeah. But you don't get ward from Eater of Virtue eating a thing with ward. Maybe because it's fresher. Like ward, I mean, as in a as a mechanic. Yeah. Like right. they just but forgot. It, I mean, they might have just forgotten. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's fresher, it so they were just yeah. like. Yeah. We have them all, right? Yeah. They, this is our standard list of stuff that we give out. Yeah, exactly. And, and ward's they, like, they what about me? Paste yeah. Ward's like, wait, but. But, hey! Yeah. I'm going to put Swamp Walk on this thing. Yeah. Uh, Ward's <laughs> a little weird because it's a triggered ability, but it's still fine. Yeah. Like, they could be, they be, they could be giving Ward. You'd get multiple Ward triggers from multiple Ward say, sources. I was going to say, maybe they were worried if it's, like, one thing has Ward 3 and another thing has Ward 2, and they're like, that would be a, oh, lot yeah, that, of, that that would be a be large weird. pile of Wards. Yeah, yeah you have two different triggers, but you yeah. can already do that. There's, like, stuff that grants Ward already, right? I'm pretty sure. I'd have to look. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Eater Virtue too. People are saying that this equipment is very good, and they're putting it, it like third behind like GTA something else. It, it, there's no okay. So GTA and Skull Clamp are the two best equipments yes. I've ever printed. They, they they sit on a throne of skulls. Everything else is way beneath them, right? Yeah. Sure. And but then, is this third? No, Batter Skull's third. Okay. Um, then yeah, it, then, it, then it's sort of fire nice. Okay. Uh, that, that's my. <laughs> uh, Judge Rob is here to tell you this sword is good, but it's not that good. And no, it's not, it's not as good as Batter Skull. It's not as good as Sword of Fire yeah. Nice. It is good. Like this is a uh, this is a this is a very powerful card, and I'm not going to say it isn't a powerful card, but it's not as good as Sword of Fire Nice. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's not, fair. Yeah. I accept your ruling. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my take. Judge Judy, um, and, and I might be wrong. I I have hot takes that are wrong all the time. <laughs> so March of Burgeoning Life uh, Green and X For an instant As an additional cost To cast this spell You may exile Any number of green cards From your hand The spell costs Two less to cast For each card exiled This way Choose target creature With mana value Less than X Search your library For a creature card With the same name As that creature Put it onto the battlefield Tapped then shuffle Less than Not less than Or equal to mm, Yeah, okay, um, yeah. Th- This is gonna get you mm-hmm. If If your X has to be bigger than the creature, not just equal to the creature. So if you're trying to cast this for exiling one card and you're trying to target a two, not going to not gonna get you there. Teachings of the Kirin. Uh, green and one saga. It's an enchantment. Um, step one for the saga is mill three cards, create a one-one colorless spirit creature token. Ground ghost. 
Yeah, ground ghosts again. Step two is put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Slightly bigger ground yep, ghosts. Yep, slightly. Well, you can, anything can be bigger. <laughs> I, I you know. can give your ice cream cream to whatever you want. You don't have to give it a ground ghost. Yeah, but it's <laughs> sad. It's sad. I mean, it's over there. Ground yeah. ghost is so sad. <laughs> yeah. My cone. Um, and then step three is like with all of the sagas in the set. Every saga is this way is exiled in return. Yep. It turns into Kieran Touch Orochi, which is an enchantment creature snake monk, and it's a one one. Whenever Kieran Touch Orochi attacks, choose one. Exile target creature card from a graveyard. When you do, create a 1-1 colorless spirit creature token. Or, exile target non-creature card from a graveyard. When you do, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. So these are triggers that create reflexive triggers. <laughs> uh, or it's a trigger that creates a, a reflexive trigger. Okay. So you're going to trigger, you're going to target a thing. If you don't exile something from it, you don't get the other half of it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so they, they did this specifically so that you have to eat the thing in order to get the counter. Yeah. But like the counter specifically targets. So if they didn't do it that way, it would be like target the thing in the graveyard, target the creature. Even if you eat your own card, I still get my counter. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And so they don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So um, which is a little weird. Like it's a lot of words to do that. But reflexive triggers are so useful that they've just started to use them everywhere. And they're great. I really appreciate them. Well, Rob, so. we really appreciate you and all of <laughs> yes, your we knowledge you've given us. I've got to say, I feel like I've learned more about things I didn't see coming in a set <laughs> yeah. in this episode the, than ever before. This set has a lot of like, OK, so it's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, I actually so I've commented on. I don't know why they did these things this way. I have commentary and like there should be an ability word for the you control both an artifact and enchantment thing that they did. Because yeah. there's no way to search for those cards as a group. Right. Uh, yeah. But um, that. That's like fairly minor. They also have things like if you control an artifact and if you control an enchantment that are separate, they didn't want to call them out separately, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Um, but I have a lot of commentary, but they did a lot of really good smooth wording on this set. Yeah. This is the first set that Just Dunks was really heavily involved with, um, who's the new the new rules manager, as in a year ago, new rules manager. Mm -hmm. And it's great. Uh, it's really well put together. Like I said, I have, I have commentary, but... Like it's all like nitpicky little things. The set yeah. reads yeah. really clearly. Most, almost every card that you see is going to do sensible, sane things. <laughs> um, they they use templates that I that haven't been used in like that. Uh, what's his name? The the guy that targets a thing with mana value X in the graveyard. The unforgiving unforgiving one. Yeah. The last time that template was used was on Spellstarter Sprite, as far as I can tell. Of wow. like an X that targets and then also does a thing on resolution yeah. that's using the same X. Uh, yeah. So they've dug out some really good, cool templates that work pretty well at the time. And yeah. I'm here for it. I'm very excited for the set. I think it was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thursday can't come soon enough. All right. We have come to the moment yes. for cutest and grossest card. Yes. Um, I'm going to just go out ahead and say it. Cutest card in this set is the toughest that it has ever been. This is the cutest set. up every time. I know it because I've been but making sets cuter and cuter. They've been escalating yeah. cuteness. And I am here for the escalating cuteness. I asked for it many years ago on this show. And I'm yeah. going to um, selfishly say that's why they are delivering more cuteness to yeah. me. Um, so thank you, Wizards of the Coast. Um, this is an extremely cute set. So there's a lot of runners up. Um, yeah. So Greater Tanuki is on the cuteness list. Very Obviously. cute little yep. um, raccoon dog. Yep. Uh, we've got Lucky Offering, which um, is just in any other set would have won cutest card. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Greater yeah. Tanuki would have won cutest card six years ago. Uh, great. Yeah. Lucky Offering is a beautiful little kitty cat. 
um, offering you something, giving you luck. Yep. And I just think yeah. it's adorable. Uh, seven tail mentor is an adorable mm. Fox in this set. Um, so thumbs yeah. up to seven tail mentor. Very cute. Spirited companion is on the list because a lot of people suggested to me, it could be cutest card. Very cute. It's yes. very cute and a very good boy. Um, toad rider is cute. It's a giant toad and someone gets to yeah. ride this giant toad. I mean, what's not to love. Um, what's else is on my list? Silver for master that we talked about earlier. That card is very, very cute. This little rat is a ninja and is probably teaching some turtles in a sewer somewhere. Yep. Very adorable. Yeah. Um, armband or excuse me. What is this card? Arm guard familiar. That card is so cute. So cute. Yes. It almost so won. Cute. That's how cute it is. It almost won. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell people about the controversy yeah. after this. Keep going, <laughs> There's Maria. always a controversy. Go ahead and tell us the cutest card. But the well, cutest card. Yes? I, I, you, weren't, you weren't thinking about alternate arts, right? Just the base arts? Just the base arts. Because I have an alternate art that's super okay, cute. Okay, we'll, we'll check into that in a second, yes. Rob. Uh, but the cutest card for Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, congratulations to Light Paws Emperor's Voice. Mm. You are the cutest card. Yay. You all, Maria had decided yep. before she even looked at the rest of the set. We were sitting in the office and Maria said, I don't even have to look. It's light pause. Okay? So I'm just saying that maybe someone in the Imperial Palace is paying Maria to say yeah. that it's light pause. Yeah. Okay? I can neither confirm nor deny that this that beautiful eight-tailed fox. fox came up to me, gave me a little nose kiss like the gnomes did in David the Gnome and said, here's 500 Kamigawa dollars. <laughs> 500 Kamigawa points. <laughs> yeah. Will you make me the cutest card? I saw Light Paws. It was love at first sight. That's the yeah. truth. Um, and I love you, Light Paws. Call me. <laughs> cutest card. Whatever you, what's, what? So uh, my, my, the alternate art on Lizard Blades. <laughs> There's actual lizards on it. It's oh, so cute. cute. It's that adorable. Cute. He's a very cute lizard. Wow, good lizard. <laughs> but is he is he paying Maria? <laughs> No, is the lizard paying Maria to call him cute as no, card? Obviously like a certain not. fox advisor. Are you trying to tell me this fox isn't cute? This fox you is know very what? cute. The fox is cute, but there are cuter. But here's another reason why it won is because it looks a little evil. So like Light Paws is like looking a little sneaky, and I'm yeah. just like, that makes yeah. you even cuter. <laughs> That's fair. What do you got, Megan? Okay. There there are some very creepy cards in this. Yeah. Um there there is, of course. Um, the leech glove, leech gauntlet. Yeah, that I assumed. Okay, yeah. like that was my. It's gonna be way high up there because it is my personal one up high up there with my body horror. Yep. Of like no, and then you put a glove on and anyone can have a giant leech mouth on their hand. Yuck. No, thank you. No. Hard pass. The, the, my one take is that like. But it's robotic, so it's exactly. like it's, a sep- it's like separate. Yes. It's like a robot leech. Yeah. Like if, yeah. it, if there was a drone that was a leech, okay, like mm-hmm. gross. Which is why it's not the grossest. Yeah. Okay. Um, biting palm ninja is next, mm. which yeah, is yeah. the upgrade from leech gauntlet. Is what if your hand just leech? Ugh. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. That absolutely disgusting. Hard pass. Terrifying. Really hate it. Uh, but the winner is. In part because I don't know exactly what's going on, but it's really freaking me out bad, man. It's Kami of Terrible Secrets. Yeah. What's happening? But also don't tell me. Oh, the Kami don't explain anything about the fact that they're, they're all weird amalgamations of parts. No, I love it's that. Really, the I Kami's like, mm. I don't know what it is and I don't want to know. And it has like all of its spooky hands inside of it. And it also is pulling out organs or is it its own organs? And I is it other organs that pulled out? I don't know. 
I don't know. It's spooky. It's a spooky beetle pulling beetle yeah. organ like shape hand pulling organ yeah, thing. That, no, thank you. It's also peeing in a swamp. <laughs> there, I said it. Look at it. I, I mean, it are you sure it's peeing? I mean, looks like it's peeing. <laughs> wow. I mean, no, I think that that is the person's head goo you. dripping into the swamp. Yeah. It has extracted a terrible secret yes. from that person, and now their uh, their cerebral cerebral yes. fluid, spinal fluid is leaking it's out. It's just leaking yeah. out onto the swamp. Beautiful. Yeah. Some really gross stuff, everybody. Yeah. Congratulations, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. You have knocked this one out of the park in the cuteness and the grossest <laughs> yep. factors. You've yeah. really done it. Great stuff. And terrible stuff. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Now it's the time of the show where we say thank you to our sponsor, Ultra Pro. And instead of doing our usual thank you, um, we have a very special <laughs> video because as you may or may not know, the Winter Olympics are currently oh, in know. full effect. And do you know what's also in full effect? The Ultra Pro Olympics. Yeah, let's check it out. Welcome to day four of the Ultra Pro Olympics. The greatest sporting event to take place on a table. If you don't count table tennis because those people are really good. Highlights today include the sleeving biathlon. Competing for Wales is last year's national champion, Dak Nixon, whose accolades include being able to quote, bench press your mom. And competing for the United States is their alternate, Sylvester Stallone. She was a last-minute sub after the United States reigning champion was sidelined due to severe paper cuts. And they're off! The competitors must sleeve as many cards as they can and place them in the accompanying Ultra Pro deck box. Whoever can sleeve and box the most cards will walk away with the 2022 gold medal. Look at the form on Sleevester. It's flawless. As you can see, she's keeping her elbows in close to her body to reduce wind resistance. Nixon's form could use some work, to be honest. You'd think she'd be better because she used to be a sandwich artist. There's more overlap than you would think, but less than you would want if you're Nixon. Both our competitors in today's finals are using Ultra Pro sleeves. Teams around the world agree they offer superior protection and reduce drag from friction while sleeving. And that's time! Sleevester walks away with a gold medal. But don't we all when we use Ultra Pro accessories? Wow, that was some thrilling competition. Uh, If you didn't see the video and you only heard it, what a weird experience for you. You can check it out, though. (laughs) Over on our YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, for some great costuming choices. (laughs) Thank you to Ultra Pro for letting us make such a silly video for them. Um, There might be another one in the works, Megan. Yeah. There just might be. I mean, because there's more than one event at the Ultra Pro Olympics. Yes, of course there is. You can't have an Olympics with only one event. No, that just wouldn't be an Olympics. That would be an Olympic. Oh, singular. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody, that's this week's episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much to Judge Rob for joining us. Yes. Giving us his expertise. What, you know, what a gift. What a gift Judge Rob is to all of us. The gift that keeps on giving every single set. Every single set. (laughs) And thank you so much again to everyone who is a patron and especially to Ryan and Zachy Zach Zachary. You can make us say whatever name. 
you, you want, want doesn't matter we'll say if it. you become a patron and also join us for that sweet movie night coming up on the 15th yeah and remember you can sign up now to be a part of the glhf no invitational tournament that's happening over on mtg melee on the 27th of this month mm-hmm. uh, i'm super excited for it it's gonna be best of three standard playing with new neon dynasty cards so who knows what will be yeah. out there what will be good you can play for uh weekend Weekend qualifier invitations. Yep. Gem codes. Yep. And ultra pro gift cards if you play first through eight. Only five little dollars. Yeah. So, so get on in there and come play with us. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really fun tournament. Mm-hmm. Those um, prizes are no joke. Uh, and also, the weekend qualifier that you'll be winning is for March. Yeah. I'm saying you will be winning it because, like, yeah. we're being op- optimists here. <laughs> But the March weekend qualifier is limited, which is very cool. And, you know, we're Woo. limited fans on this show. So hopefully yeah. you are, too. Uh, so come play in our little tournament. It's going to be a blast. We're going to hang out on Discord, play some fun games of magic, give out some sweet prizes. Generally, have an awesome time. You said these prizes are no joke. In the future, we will do a, a tournament where the prizes are a joke. But in this one, they are not. We hope you have an awesome time at your Kamigawa Neon Dynasty pre-release if you're heading out this weekend. If you're staying in, I'm playing on Arena, GLHF to everybody. Very excited to get my hands on these new cards. See you out there. 